Melissa Moore, Spirit Radio, thank you so much for joining me today. I am with Pastor Don Everts, and he is the author of the brand new book, Discover Your Gifts. And we're just going to go ahead and jump straight on in. So Don, thank you so much for joining me. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourself before we jump into your book. Absolutely. Great to be with you, Melissa. Again, my name is Don. I I started out in campus ministry, uh, then became a Presbyterian pastor of a 200-year-old Presbyterian church, so which is a lot like campus ministry, not really. Uh, and then in recent history, I've been uh, doing research with the Barna Group and Lutheran Hour Ministries on just a different topic every year in terms of how is culture changing, important topics for us to understand. Uh, and then I've had the honor of just kind of getting to take the best of the stuff we've learned uh, and, and create books, kind of take the best we've learned from research and then take the Bible in the other hand uh, and kind of help people kind of navigate some of these issues that are important for us these days. There's so much power behind understanding our strengths and our gifting and our God-given talents that he's given to us that he decided from the beginning of time that each individual person would have these gifts. So I love that you've put this book out and not only just put it out, but you've put it out in a way that's research-based. I think that's really powerful. You know, what prompted you to write your book, Discover Your Gifts, and how is drawing on your own personal experience and obviously the truth of the Bible, how has that helped you to bring hope to others struggling to see their God-given calling? You know, there are a few strands, Melissa, that kind of led to the writing of the book. One of those has been just my own journey and my own process of allowing God and other people to kind of unseat my assumptions about them. There have just been some people uh, in my life who I think I just thought of them as problems or saw them as needy or... Um, troublesome or whatever. And and I'm a really nice guy. And yet there are people that are like, oh, you know, here's this person. And then over time, when actually being with people and just seeing, oh, you're beautiful. And and you have you have unique gifts. My stepfather, hard person for me to love. And and yet we invited him to move in with us. And I just came to see over time, his name is Buzz. And like Buzz is this beautifully created guy. And as quirky as he was, he had been gifted by God with gifts. And so there were just some experiences like that, Melissa. So that was one strand was just continuing to be surprised of how God has made different people. Another strand of that has been my own process in my own life, where kind of early on, I got identified as someone with teaching gifts. And that was kind of it. And it was, you know, that's the one thing I'm good at. And yet to have God over time be revealing to me and helping me discover other gifts that he has given me and doing that with my children, right? Raising kids and continuing to be shocked by just the different gifts that that God had given them. So that own thread in my own life. And then the third one, Melissa, would be this research project we did that was in some ways really hopeful and in some ways really sobering. Uh, and, and kind of it showed the great hope that there is because people are really interested in the gifts God has given them and how to use those. But it was also really sobering because it revealed that in many churches, we are kind of solely interested in spiritual gifts, not, not in all the other many gifts that God gives people. And even when it comes to those where we tend to only be interested and how those gifts can be used for the ministry of the church, not in the ways they can be used in our households, 
in the community, in our neighborhoods, at work, et cetera. And so that research, both the hope of it and some of the sobriety of it was that other thread that came all this coming together and, and to say, we, we need to relook at a biblical anthropology. How has God made us? What does the Bible reveal about how he's made us? And what are the really practical implications for us that flow from that? Absolutely. I, I love that you share that you're a parent. I am as well. I have a five-year-old and seven-year-old and it's uh, we're on the kind of beginning of this part of the journey, being able to look at them and see their, their God-given giftings, right? <laughs> being able yeah. to, I think, uh, look at it from that perspective sometimes helps us to maintain a more positive attitude in our parenting too, uh, knowing that strong, <laughs> having a strong will is going to be great for them in the long term. That's right. Even That's if it's right. a challenge right now. And it's just been very helpful for me just to look at, like how you've mentioned, like look at myself as someone that has God-given gifts, but also to be able to look at the people around me and even those that are maybe hard to love sometimes as yeah. being created in God's image with unbelievable, undeniable gifting. But I would love to kind of hear a little bit more about those gifts, right? You've said it kind of, it can yeah. impact the family, church, work, and our society, yes. but there's those 12 gifts. Can you maybe kind of give a summary of those um, or maybe yes. just to pick up a few of those? Absolutely. And and again, I'm a huge fan, Melissa, of spiritual gifts. And I love that the Holy Spirit imparts special enablements to the believer. Like that's incredible, right? But the Bible also reveals that God has carefully knit together and woven together every single human he has created. And he gives them, so you could think of them as like creational gifts or common gifts. Like these are gifts that God offers to every human. So examples of these, again, working with the research, we developed a list of 12 types. And so we call this every gift. It includes gifts like critical thinking gifts. Like some people, God has given gifts that help them process data to problem solve and make informed decisions. There's just like some people have gifts in that. Some people have management gifts that help them, you know, manage both tasks and people. Some people have interpersonal gifts that help them, you know, interact with people and care for them and build relationships. Some people are given artistic gifts that help them express themselves in creative and, and artistic ways. Some people have teamwork gifts, there's civic gifts, leadership gifts. So 12 different types that our research kind of brought us to. And you can see how these are gifts that can be used. Can interpersonal gifts be used in the church? Absolutely, right? <laughs> it's, all, it's all about people. But does God also call us to use our gifts in our other vocations, the other roles and responsibilities he calls us to, like in the household? Can you use interpersonal gifts in a household with a seven and a five-year-old? Absolutely. Can you use management gifts in the household? Absolutely. Critical thinking gifts. Is that helpful for a neighborhood association to have a couple neighbors who have critical thinking gifts or who have artistic gifts or who have communication gifts? Can hugely be used in, in great ways in, for, for the neighborhood. And then obviously also in our work, right? Those of us who work outside of the home. And the more we discover, we found, Melissa, the process of discovering our creational gifts, our common gifts, isn't always a slam dunk for people. In fact, the research revealed that some people have an easier time discovering their gifts than other people. Some people are encouraged by others and by groups around them and by society in general to discover more of their gifts than other people, let alone developing those gifts or mobilizing them and using them in the world. 
I love that the church, I feel like has done a good job about that is creating an environment that does encourage people not just to serve, but to hopefully develop some of those gifts. Um, but that's not the case for maybe every church or every individual, maybe that's not in a church. And I, I love mm-hmm. that you kind of talk about this as being like a common gift, that it's not something yes. that is only for people that believe in Jesus, but like every person is created in the image yes. of God and does have um, his fingerprint almost on their lives, uh, whether they choose to believe in Jesus or not. And I think for us as Christians to see that and acknowledge the beauty yeah. of of humanity, um, I think it really just enables us to to look for God in every person and encourage yeah. people to to seek Him. Obviously, that's the partially the goal as Christians. But that's right. But that's to right. identify the beauty of each person, I think, is so so powerful. Would you maybe list out those twelve gifts? Yeah, absolutely. So we have entrepreneurial gifts, interpersonal gifts, technical gifts, teamwork gifts, leadership gifts, communication gifts management gifts, financial gifts, critical thinking gifts, artistic gifts, civic gifts, and intercultural gifts. And we've developed an entirely free online uh, every gift inventory that anyone can go on. And by answering some questions uh, that, that, that uh, maybe 15 minutes it takes, they, can, they get a personalized report totally free that kind of can help them begin to locate you know, which of these are maybe some of my dominant ones? What are some other ones? So um, we, we want people to be discovering those. And, and the crazy thing, Melissa, the research showed us non-Christians are very interested in discovering their gifts. And they're even open to having a church help them do it. That was a shocking thing that we got in the research. So if a church kind of got into helping people discover their God-given gifts, whether they're common gifts or spiritual gifts, that actually can become a possible outreach to the community because people love learning about themselves, especially younger people. So generationally, it turned out that the younger generations, Gen Z, millennials, are way more interested in discovering their gifts and learning about those things than people in older generations. Now, some fascinating reasons why, but if there's a church out there that's like, man, what's a way we can like meet needs in the community? Well, how about become experts at helping people discover their gifts and being their cheerleader in using those? The research says there's huge traction there. Absolutely. I know I've actually seen that in a couple of local churches that have um, kind of developed programs where they do outreach opportunities through whether it's a different personality type assessment um, and just encouraging people, hey, if you want to grow as a person, you're welcome here. And I think that's something that is, like you've said, is really a, a huge outreach opportunity, especially for millennials like myself and, and those younger, because yeah. we are interested in personal development and growing and, you know, becoming the best versions of ourselves. And I, I don't know, I think that's a really uh, interesting way to kind of get people into a yeah. church building when they might not normally want to yeah. walk in on a Sunday. So um, I love it. I think that's really wonderful. Again, that you provide also a free assessment. I'm excited. I will now go and take it and see what my go. giftings you are. Do it. Um, I've taken quite a few uh, personality <laughs> tests over the years, but I'm excited to try yours out. Um, so with that, you know, your book obviously kind of helps not only identify those gifts, but helping readers to not just understand their gifts, but be more equipped to Mm-hmm. Um, develop those gifts and unleash that in other people. How does your book do that? We examined what the research taught us about uh, developing gifts and where do people develop their gifts? Who do they want to have mentor them in their gifts? What's the best way of getting that? So, so there's some real riches in the book in, that we can learn from in terms of some best practices for 
how to help people develop their gifts, how individuals can develop their gifts. We've also developed uh, what we call a vocational map. And so a vocational map is just kind of this simple little uh, grid that people can use to think about the different areas of their life and to think about what are you called to in these different areas and how could your different gifts be used? We're also coming out, and this is actually already released, a workbook. So it's, it's the Discover Your Gifts workbook that has a chapter for each gift type. And then all these exercises to help people not only think about their own gifts, but to think about the gifts of the people around them. Because one of the things the research revealed is that sometimes it is helpful to have someone else come alongside and say, did you know, like, I love hearing you talk, like you are such a good communicator. Um, and, and, and that can be really helpful. And so we have all these exercises in the workbook that help people walk through all the different gifts and think about who in your life has these gifts. And then what are practical next steps for telling them that? And encouraging them to develop those or how to, so this isn't just for like church leaders, this is for anyone to just become a cheerleader of the people around them. And, and not just in a vague way, like you're awesome, generally speaking, but like, I see these three gifts in you. Do you see those in yourself? And I wonder how you could develop those or be using those. Uh, in the world. So really practical, even kind of peer to peer kind of tools, also tools that could be used in a household uh, to help people think about these things that maybe they t haven't really thought about. I absolutely love that. And I think the idea of calling out the gifts in other people, I even just think back to like my early, uh, like my probably high school years in church, having a youth pastor and his wife kind of call out some of my personal giftings and I didn't see those things in myself before that point, but to have someone say, hey, I see yeah. God doing this in your life and that's really cool. I don't know what it was about that, but like I, it's many yeah. years later now and I still remember those conversations and they changed the trajectory of my life and really wow. part of what kept me in church because I was like, I have value here. And there's something yeah. really powerful yeah. about calling out the gifts in other people um, in youth, especially man, we, yes. you know, youth yes. really need it, um, to be told that they matter and that they, um, are created in, you know, and have giftings. That's something that if, again, if the church can do that, well, man, I think that we could really see a big revival in our churches. Yeah. So I, I love it. I think that this is an amazing book that you've put out and I kind of want to, you know, take like a quick action step. What is one thing that you would suggest for readers to do today to be like, mm -hmm. you know, really starting to live in that gifting? Great question. Well, one thing they could do is go to every gift and take a survey and just learn about themselves. But uh, they don't even have to do that. Even just have a blank sheet of paper and to sit there and to reflect on how do I think God has made me? The Bible says he's made you as a gift with gifts to share like just even who you are as a gift and he's loaded you up and entrusted you with gifts. And so I would even encourage people get honest about how you feel about yourself and how you see yourself because God sees you as a gift with gifts to share. So even just some journaling time or some prayer around how do I see myself? And obviously Melissa, it's not a surprise that the research revealed not everyone sees themselves that way. And so even that, like, use the Bible as a mirror to learn about yourself, because it's possible that some of us have chosen to believe lies about ourselves and about how beautiful we are and how wonderfully woven and knit together we are. So even just to start to reckon with that is a great first step. 
Absolutely. And I think that's a very practical way to start. And obviously like looking at God's word is so, so vital um, for us to see um, ourself through the lens of, of love. Really, I mean, looking at the whole New Testament, obviously we just celebrate Easter. There's there's so much that goes to show like how desperately we are loved. And I think that really is a, a good yeah. you know, starting point. Um, to be able to acknowledge like we are loved by God, we are created by God with intention and and being able to see ourselves as gifts, like that's beautiful. And I, like you said, that's something that a lot of people don't see in themselves. And um, and it just, it breaks my heart, honestly. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I love that you've, you know, put this together, not just the, you know, the assessment, but also this book and workbook to really help people to kind of get some guidance um, in this journey. Um, so with that, you know, where can we purchase your book and how can we follow you going forward? You can purchase the book on Amazon uh, at ivypress.com. It's an InterVarsity Press book. Uh, and really the the uh, people can follow me uh, at Don Everts on Facebook and Twitter, lhm.org slash gifted, which is uh, where we have a lot of resource resources. And so I would say to check that out. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for putting this book out. I am so, so thankful for you doing that. So thanks for joining us today.